Welcome to Season 2 of the Tales from the Turnip Kingdom podcast. And no, that's not a weird name. We have a great episode today with a lot of laughs and a lot of fun. I'm your reader, Josh. Get comfy and get ready. It's time to begin today's episode. Let's have some fun. I'd like to welcome you all to the Season 2 finale. Seven episodes so far, and this will make our eighth. I must say, it's been a lot of fun to record. Um, there might be a season three. Just kidding, of course there's going to be a season three. Check out the website on Monday for updated information about when season three will be out. And here's last week's recap. The gang played around Blackjack, got a hold of a spaceship, and flew to Rudicus. And remember... If you want to, you can always go back and listen to the previous episode. And, uh, by the way, I'd highly, highly, highly recommend that if you were listening to this episode right now and you have not listened to any of the other episodes, I would highly, 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 highly recommend you stop listening and go to the other ones. Okay? Just wanted to let you know. Alright, here we go. Jahiri flew the ship back to Bulbioid. Stupid engine-clogging trees, Jahiri muttered. She had to execute what looked like a pretty difficult maneuver to land somewhere safe. All right, everybody, it's a bit of a hike back to the main town square. Get ready to get dirty. We were all caked in mud by the time we got back to the castle. Upon reaching the front doors, we found a little note. Jahiri read it aloud. Meet me in the closet. E.S. I think they want us to go to the closet, Archie realized. Well, duh, Jahiri responded. We walked in and began navigating the halls again. After a few seconds of walking, we all froze in our tracks. We could see ten, maybe twenty leprechauns down the hall protecting the staircase. Well, that's new, I said. I got this, Archie said confidently. He inhaled deeply and started to scream. Hey, lepra! Jahiri slapped her hand over his mouth. The leprechauns looked our way for a set for a few seconds, then returned to the way they were facing. Ew, did you lick my hand? Only because you slapped me in the face. Well, I had to make sure you didn't get us caught by a few short Irish people. Our only problem was figuring out where the closet was. We basically just walked around the hallways looking for anything. After a few minutes of looking, we ended up in a large open room. Fan just plopped down on the floor. I'm tired of walking. I'm sure it's over here somewhere. Just go look around. We split up but stayed relatively close together, exploring the room. I walked to my left and found an interestingly marked door. Hey guys, I think I found the closet, I yelled. Archie came over but seemed doubtful. Are you sure this is it? It doesn't really look like it would be a closet. Really? I asked. So you think the sign on the door that says closet is just like decorative? Yeah, maybe it's like some sort of mind game. Maybe it's the closet of your soul. Whatever, I'm opening it. I twisted the knob and pushed the door open. Someone was there to greet us. Took you long enough. I yelled to Fan and Jahiri, Guys, get over here! Fan got up off his butt and started walking over. Fine, but I expect comfortable seating when I get there. After Fan and Jahiri came over to the door, Ed pulled us all into the closet. The closet was pretty big compared to most closets I've seen. It was lit by a single naked light bulb hanging from the ceiling. Van got what he asked for. He found a nice folding chair in the corner, while the rest of us sat on the sand-colored floor. 
Ed talked first. All right, we have something to discuss. Discuss. First, what did you all see on Rudicus? I raised my hand like we were sitting in a grade school classroom. Yes, Jose? Fire and brimstone, I told her. Oh, that's great, Ed responded sarcastically. What are we going to talk about now? Archie asked impatiently. Shut up, Archie. Be nice to her, Jahiri said. Well, how about we just learn a little bit about each other? E.S. responded. Sounds good to me, I said. Everyone just sat in silence for a little bit until Fan asked me and Archie a question. So how did you two meet and become friends? I told him. It's not that interesting of a story, though. Just warning you. Me and Archie were in the same class in the fifth grade, but we didn't really talk much. I thought he was some sort of dumb, sporty kid, and he probably thought I was some sort of nerd. But one day, we were both put in a group for a class project. Because it was only us two in the group, we were practically forced to talk to each other. So we did. We quickly became friends, hung out, and the rest is history. See? Told you it wasn't that interesting. Archie commented on my story. Yeah, you're right. I did think you were a nerd. Ed spoke next. How about you, Fanager Hearing? How did you two meet? You two don't seem like the kind of people that would be friends. Jahiri answered her. It's actually a pretty funny story. So one day, I was walking around, and somebody told me that someone was going to perform at our local tavern tonight. I had never gone there before, but I thought it'd be fun to heckle whoever was performing. I walked over and got myself a nice table. The place wasn't very well lit, but had quite a few lights illuminating the stage. I was close enough to hear the performer, but far enough away that they wouldn't know who's heckling them. They walked on stage and tried to tell a few funny stories. I put an end to that quickly. After a few of my heckling jokes, the performer told me to shut my pie hole, so I did. I was impressed by their confidence, so after their terrible performance, I caught up to them and we started talking. We hung out every once in a while and helped that bozo king together. And that, my friends, is how me and Fan met. Fan seemed a little upset. Uh, just one problem with that story, you hearing? My performance did not suck. It was great, and the audience loved it. Yeah, you keep telling yourself that, Jahiri responded. I thought it would be best if I asked Ed some questions now. So, Ed, what made you decide to revolt against the king? Oh, you ready for a story? She cracked her knuckles and started from the beginning. Back when I was young, I was an only child with two loving parents. They treated me the best they could, despite the fact that we weren't the best off when it came to money. They prioritized my well-being before their own. All was okay until the king started heavily taxing Turnip Kingdom citizens. At the time, everyone knew that the king just wanted to be stinking rich. The problem with these rules was that it didn't matter what your income was. Everyone was taxed the same. The punishment for not aligning with his new standards meant eight to ten months of jail. Not a lot, but still, it's jail time. The best amount of jail time is none. My mother was taken away first and sentenced to eight months. By this time, I was about 15 to 16 years old. Two weeks after my mother was taken, they took my dad, too. Now, this was devastating to me. I was without parents, who were unfairly sentenced to jail time. Surviving in the first few weeks was difficult, but a lot of people had sympathy for me. A few of my friends tried to help me by providing temporary housing, but after a while, I decided to go kick the king's butt. I found a nice disguising outfit and discovered I was quite good at sneaking around, so I tried to locate my parents. The only problem was that after a few trips and connecting with some inside sources, I found out that my parents had been transferred to another facility on another planet. At this point, I was downright furious. I had no way to get to the other planets, so I just decided to use my skills to benefit others. And that's why I've dedicated my life to breaking out people who were also wrongly imprisoned.
To hear he seemed the most understanding. I'm really sorry that happened to you. Thanks. After a few seconds, ES looked ready to go kick some royal butt. Well, open ground isn't going to help. All right, this time let's try to beat the king there. Yeah, that's probably a good idea, Jahiri said. How are we going to figure out what planet he's going to? asked ES. Jahiri responded, I know just what to do. Jahiri opened the door and ran back to the hallway where we noticed the leprechauns guarding the stairs. We all followed her but had no idea what she was doing. After we arrived there, Jahiri started to scream, it was very loud and annoying, and we all grimaced when we heard it. Ow! My ears! What was that for? I asked. You'll see, she responded. Jahiri pressed her back against the wall, and I saw one of the leprechauns walking toward us. When they got far enough away from the rest of their group, Jahiri grabbed them and started to talk to them. Listen, short dude, if you tell us where the king is, I'll give you 20 pounds of gold. Now be quiet, because I'm sure you don't want the rest of your team to get any of that gold, right? The leprechaun seemed excited. Twenty pounds? I'll tell you as much as I can. I don't know much, but I remember hearing the king tell someone about a place called... Um... I'm not sure. But I remember it started with the letters R-O-O. The leprechaun had a slight Irish accent. Fan seemed frustrated. Well, that doesn't help. We were just on Rudicus. Say, Leprechaun, were there any other letters tacked onto the end of the planet's name? Jahiri asked. I think it was like a Y or something. I'm not sure, but it was definitely one of the last letters of the alphabet. Jahiri snapped her fingers. Rudicus X! That's it! Now where's my gold? Oh, it's uh, right over here. Hey, Fan, you guys just stay here, okay? Jahiri walked away and didn't come back for a little while. When she made it back, there was no Leprechaun following her. Where'd the Leprechaun go? I asked. I trapped him in the closet. Fan seemed impressed. Nice. We exited the castle and made our way back to the ship. We all got on board, including ES. Jahiri got us off the ground, and away we went. When we arrived on Rudicus X, I noticed that it looked pretty similar to Rudicus, but without all the burning and destruction. We took the time before the king came to get a good feel for the land in the surrounding area. We found a nice little town and met a few people. It was a shame they had no idea about... Uh, about the chaos about to ensue. Fan looked worried. Hey guys, I got a bad feeling about this. I'm sure it's nothing, Archie responded. After a few more minutes of walking around, the sky darkened and a silhouette rose into the sky. This must have been the king. We ran towards the area he was hovering over and confirmed it was the king. He wasn't wearing the same outfit we last saw him in, probably so when he took over nobody would recognize him. We were in a pretty wooded area, and he certainly took advantage of that. He lit the surrounding area on fire. It wasn't a very tall fire, but I must have jinxed it, because the second I thought that, the fire rose by a few feet. It was a pretty large circle of fire, enough that we could move around, but it seemed we were trapped. I looked around and noticed that Ed was missing. Uh, guys, where'd Ed go? I asked. Just then, a large ship flew over us, and we heard someone scream, Hey, King! Destroy this! It was unmistakably Ed. Our ship then th shot out a giant ray of pinkish energy. We thought the king was done for, but he was anything but. He absorbed the energy, and I then felt the ground rumble. A giant chasm opened beneath us, threatening to swallow us whole. We all ran, the ran to the side to avoid falling in. It looked like we were safe, until I noticed that Archie wasn't standing near us. I became very worried. I looked towards the chasm and saw a hand holding fiercely onto the edge. Archie! 
I ran over to him. The ground shook again, and I saw Archie's hand disappear. Thankfully, he had grabbed onto a small root growing through the rocks. Archie, grab onto my hand! I laid down and stretched out my hand, but it just wasn't far enough. Archie, see if you can reach my hand! He stretched and barely got a hold of my fingers. I'll pull you up, just hold on! Got it! He yelled. I tried with all my might to pull him up, but I just wasn't strong enough. Don't, don't, don't worry, I'll figure something out. I looked around, desperate for anything to help me, but I didn't find anything. The ground shook again, and another chasm opened behind me. Thankfully, everyone was on the other side. The chasm was pretty small, but was slowly growing, growing wider. Jose, listen, go, escape, I'll find a way out, save yourself. No, I felt my eyes welling up with tears. I'll, I'll, please, Jose, I, I can't. It's okay, you were a great friend. I felt his hand slip away from mine and watched him fall into the abyss below. Well, that's all for season two. I hope to see you in season three, which should come out in about a month. That is not 100% factual information. Make sure to check out the website uh, the following Monday for some more information about season three. And now it's time for the credits. Today's episode and every episode would not be possible without these people. I'd like to thank them for their support and determination to help me. These people are my friend Bethany for being my character designer, creator, and making sure our cast is themselves, my dad for editing the story and taking time to help, my sister for creating the amazing art you see on every episode and sticker. Speaking of, if you want a sticker or a t-shirt or a button or a limited edition sticker, you can go get one on turnipkingdom.com. That's turnipkingdom.com. My helpful teacher, Mrs. Meshover, for helping turn my story into a podcast and encouraging me, Cameron who is always willing to check out the latest installment in my adventure to make a podcast and giving suggestions, Corinne Matthew for designing our opening theme, and my mom for financial support. Also, Wendy for always supporting the podcast, Liam for being a great friend, Grant for being one of our first donators in supporting our show, Raya for making me laugh uncontrollably, Chris for helping me manage my podcast, Mr. Snow for, for helping me with any tech issues, the MacArthur family for listening and loving, and Brianna for being a cool person. I'd like to thank all these people for donating more than $15 to help the podcast. I'd also like to thank everyone who's bought a t-shirt so far. They have all enjoyed it. Um, I have another one coming for someone else. I'm actually wearing mine right now. I really like it. It's very comfy. Um, And I'd like to thank you for listening to today's episode. And by the way, there probably will be um, some new stickers in the shop after the third season comes out. So keep an eye out for those. Bye. Oh, actually, you really should go listen to all the other episodes. And if you made it this far, seriously, go listen to the other episodes. Our 2,000 downloads challenge is going great, but we'd really appreciate it if a lot of people helped and listened. Tell all your friends, and make sure to get ready for Season 3. It's going to be good. I'm not sure about how many episodes, but it's going to be awesome. Bye.